0: Day 93 of 100 days of Colin. We are trying to goose this listenership if humanly possible, which is totally possible, as we are humans. Um. So the biggest news today is that Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi, managed to get to Taiwan without China, mainland China, firebombing her out of the sky. Now, I'm sure that there were probably... I don't know Deadpool bets That were put out By creepy people In Washington Who wanted to see If maybe You know Someone would take The speaker of the house The democratic speaker Of you know, of the house Out of the sky uh, Some of them Were probably Like Warmongering Like Lockheed You know Efficiency experts And then Some of the other ones Were just You know Radical politicos Who were just like I really would like Nancy Pelosi to be ended So They were just Placing beds and going I wonder which one will happen and so they were both probably not gratified by the fact that she was not uh, Shot out of the sky by the Chinese government, which is fine. You know, it's fine that that didn't happen So she ended up in Taiwan doing business um, the business of America apparently um, Probably Silicon Valley and Sand Hill, you know representing um, the semiconductor industry because the majority of the semiconductor industry that's that's viable is actually in Taiwan. And the American government just passed the Democratic, you know, led House just passed a $280 billion bill for semiconductor. Now that's up quite a bit from $52 billion, which was already really high super, super high, you know, so much that people were getting sticker or shocked just talking about it. But then the house just, you know, comes in with this $280 billion. I, I don't think there was enough public awareness an, about it to be read or, or covered in the media, you know, for there to be any kind of shock. So I think that they were trying, the, the house was actually attempting to nationalize the US semiconductor industry. So I mean, I thought they were doing it with the fifty-two billion one one because that's just really high. And so the, the, the punctuation mark was, please try to get that, you know, we want to support, the American people want to support um, the American semiconductor um, business. They want to support the, the objective of getting American-made semiconductor out there. What they don't want to do. Is nationalize an entire another entire business industry and there's especially in a market where there's zero guarantees of like where the rare earth minerals are actually going to come from and how we can guarantee a return on investment um, with the breakdown of existing supply chains after Post-COVID. Now, that's a very businessy argument, and most people will be like, "Mm, I don't know. You know, I don't know anything about no semiconductors. So I just want to point to this article that came out from um, Market Watch Watch today. Semiconductor ETFs closed mixed amid fears of an industry down cycle. So when you can't ensure the continuity of your supply chain, you know, investors get scared. They get all spooked and like, ah! And then, and then they drop their stock. Some of them do, and uh, and there's volatility in the marketplace. Which you know, there's always some kind of volatility happening. But but this week, it's because there was a Pelosi trip to Taiwan. Okay, Taiwan has our our manufacturing of existing semiconductor locked. Like that's that's their whole. That's their whole gambit. So Pelosi is basically trying to smooth it over. We're going, you know what, Taiwan? We're going to nationalize our semiconductor industry. And Taiwan doesn't really need this. You know, they, they need it to be cool. They need they need the business so that they can stay independent of mainland China. You know, plus you know we've had a manufacturing relationship with Taiwan for decades. You know, following the uh, the last world war. So I mean, it's not it's not like you know this isn't. Uh, you know uh, this is a good relationship. This is a good manufacturing relationship for business. So here's here's the headline. Taiwan manufactures more than sixty percent of the world's semiconductor, says Seven's report. Okay, a exchange trade funds focused on semiconductor stocks ended mixed Tuesday amid concerns about a down cycle in the sector and U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's visit to major chip producer Taiwan. SPDR and S&P semiconductor ETF, whatever, closed 0.9% higher Tuesday, while Van Eck semiconductor ETF and iShares dumped at, you know, negative 0.21%. So there was a little bit of a dip. 0.19% 0.19% with ETF socks. Each slipped 2% after seeing gains in an earlier session, according to Facts at Debtor. Ta- Taiwan manufactures more than 60% of the world's semiconductors, wrote Tom Essay, the founder and president of Sevens Report Research, in a note Tuesday. If China invades Taiwan, this is the big piece. If China invades Taiwan and takes over these manufacturing facilities, they will essentially have to have major economies that depend on semiconductors over a proverbial barrel. So Wells Fargo Investment Institute warned that an investment strategy report Tuesday of increased risk for an inventory-led correction for the semiconductor industry. We are broadcasting from a phone. This podcast could not happen... Call more people. This podcast could not happen without a semiconductor okay so I'm just letting you know that our views were confirmed that when the largest semiconductor manufacturing foundry in Taiwan recently shared its forecast of a broad semiconductor down cycle led by an inventory correction cycles expected to occur from the second half of 2022 through the first half of 2023 a Wells Fargo equity sector analyst wrote Shares of Taiwan, Semiconductor manufacturer Manufacturing Co. Uh, down 0.30%, which makes chips used in personal computers. Communication systems, automotive and industrial equipment and consumer electronics, like the one you are using currently, closed 0.3% lower Tuesday after trading up earlier in the session. The company's stock has tumbled more than 28% so far in 2022. Um, the semiconductor focused exchange traded funds have also suffered this year. The Van Eck Semiconductor ETF is down more than 23% so far in 2022, while the SPDR S&P Semiconductor ETF and iShares Semiconductor ETF each have tanked more than 24% according to set data. Nobody wants to talk to me about this. They're all shy. Come on guys, come to the podcast, brave up, it's time to talk, nobody wants to talk, that's too bad, nobody wants to talk about shooting Pelosi out of the sky, nobody wants to talk about China invading Taiwan, they're like, "Ooh, that's just too much, so these are things they can't really control either. But I think that you know they can do some of it. They control some of it. You know that there's influence that can be had. I mean, look at this twenty. The consumerist elements. Twenty twenty global semiconductor demand share by end market. You are the end market agency of some semiconductor somewhere. Uh, automotive is eleven point four percent. So there's there's semiconductor chips in your car. Computer thirty two point three. Communication 31.2, consumer 12. 12%, 12%, industrial 12%, government's like 1%. Go on, Sophie. So as the U.S. Federal Reserve aggressively raises interest rates to combat inflation, eventually leading to decelerating economic growth, we believe risks have increased for demand weakness to spread from lower-end consumer personal computers and low-end smartphones to other semiconductor end markets within the technology economy at some point later this year or early next year the wells fargo analyst said in the investment strategy report okay from a sub industry perspective within the information technology sector we continue to favor the semiconductor equipment software it services and networking equipment sub industries. the analyst said okay well a lot of people may not necessarily find this riveting um you know even if we passed a bazillion dollar bill tomorrow like and everybody greenlit everything all the money in the world to build semiconductor the lead time to actually manufacture and source the supply chain to make american made semiconductor would take at least 3 to 5 years to develop even though those, some of those things are are established we're talking about scale versus demand and that is going to really crunch. Um, it, this is existing. This is existing, stable, you know, supply chains that are that are in the marketplace right now with Taiwan. Taiwan's not going anywhere. Their semiconductor market share isn't going anywhere. Um, you know, they would they would sell us a semiconductor as long as we need it. Uh, so. But there's still depression in the marketplace, and that's going to really cause demand to suffer. It's going to get more expensive to have semiconductor work, because there's going to be startup costs. They're going to be leeching it out of the people in order for it to be made American wise. And then there's still this you know, depressive element of getting it back and forth from Taiwan as Tensions escalate and more protection is needed to ensure that, you know, supply chains continue. So, I mean, there is a, there's an emerging crisis, there's risk. There's a ton of risk that is just, you know, it's growing. The risk level is growing. So, I just want everybody to kind of be aware of what's out there. Let's look at the legislative end of this. This is the CHIPS Plus Act, preparing semiconductor bill to build become law. So, this is the legislation aimed at boosting U.S. chip production. Um, The House of Representatives has passed the Chips and Science Act 243 to 187 to one vote, leaving just a reconciliation process and President Biden's signature before the bill becomes law. Equivalent Senate measure passed 64 to 33 in a a vote one day earlier. The act is is a dialed down version of previous bills. But promises significant help for American semiconductor manufacturing. It offers more than 52 billion for for uh, U.S. chip makers, as well as tax credits for domestic factories. In a statement, the president claimed the bill would lower production costs, create high-paying jobs, and reduce the country's dependence on foreign chip sources. So that price tag may be stable at 52 billion. Who knows? Because we're not through rec- through con- reconciliation yet. Earlier approaches drew objections from both sides of Congress. Republicans were concerned that the reconciliation bill would include unrelated climate, health, and tax elements. They also said it risked funding Chinese manufacturing, meaning Taiwan. Um, Independent Senator Bernie Sanders, meanwhile, has expressed concern the bill might reward chip manufacturers already rolling in cash and was the only non-Republican in the Senate to vote against it. So the Chips and Science Act isn't expected to affect production in the short term. It will take companies years to build new factories and otherwise upgrade facilities to tackle chip shortages and improve manufacturing independence if things play out as its supporters imagine. However, chimps will hopefully decrease the severity of future supply chain crunches. We'll see. Okay. So now we have a few folks in the room. We've got Ian and Joshua. So did Pelosi's trip to Taiwan really change anything for you in context of this Chips Plus bill um, or the outlook for semiconductor, say, using this phone? Everything, did you drive a car today That's, that's older than, you know, year 2000? There's a semiconductor in it. You know, would anyone like to step up and comment about, you know, Pelosi, you know, gracing Taiwan at this at this space to kind of talk to them probably most more than likely about semiconductor. Anybody? Going once? Going twice? Okay, I'm gonna move on. So let's go to this other news source here. Usually I pull in an So Wanderer has also joined us. Hopefully there will be more discussion about the marketplace with Concerned Semiconductor. Let's see what Twitter is doing. Twitter is usually full of all kinds of commentary. Thanks for bearing with me. I'm just gonna punch semiconductor and see what comes up. Justin Pelosi to meet with Taiwan's biggest semiconductor. This was as of three hours ago. To meet with Taiwan's biggest semiconductor manufacturer per WAPO. Okay, so it's confirmed. She's there to meet with semiconductor. Okay, Nancy Pelosi and her husband made over 100 million on the semiconductor bill Congress just passed. Passed, if any of us did this, we would be headed to jail. Let's see here. US and its allies currently dominated the global semiconductor industry, but a big Chinese push for self sufficiency could change that. The CHIPS Act is the first real sign that we're taking the competition seriously. So there's one perspective. Jack Posobiec, who's a, I guess he's a right-wing guy, Pelosi family got caught doing a semiconductor pump and dump. That is what this is all about, don't be fooled. So how did they get so many people to come along and get, um, how, how did they get so many people to just come along and, and go for this in Congress? So here's, here's another one. Trump agrees that Pelosi-Taiwan trip is about insider trading and pumping semiconductor stocks. Be wary. Quote, um, the real Donald Trump, apparently he's back online. Why is Nancy Pelosi getting involved with China and Taiwan other than to make trouble and more money possibly inv- involving insider trading and information for her cheating husband? <laughs> Everything she touches turns to chaos, disruption, and crap. Her second big Congress flop is happening now, and the China mess is the last thing she should be involved in. She'll only make it worse. Crazy Nancy just inserts herself and causes great friction and hatred. She is such a mess. Boy, he's just, he just didn't varnish any of that criticism. You go, Donald Trump. Donald Trump's back. <laughs> woo Donald Trump Twitter. So let's go to something that looks like news. U.S. Senate candidate John Fetterman says make more microchips in America, strengthen our supply chains, create good paying jobs and lower costs for working families. Thank you, Chipsack. Okay. I'm not 100% sure that this isn't, um, you know, privatizing the entire, uh, or not privatizing, but nationalizing the entire industry, but nobody's talked about that. Nobody's said anything about nationalizing. The industry, or why it is, or why it isn't. Um, if anybody, anybody would like to call in and talk about this, we've got another 10 minutes of programming where we can add comment. I see Ian's with us, Charlie's with us, and Wanderer's with us. So you can call in and discuss this. So I'll just continue to go down here. It says uh, If China locks down Taiwan, there will be no functioning economy if we need computers, cars, refrigerators, etc. We need semiconductors, and Taiwanese semiconductors are a global monopoly, whether we like it or not. You know, damn, looking at the current situation. So I'm gonna I'm gonna leave this um, this ETF headline up in the comments after the program, so that anybody who comes by can kind of read this. Um, there is going to be volatility in that market space, some delays. they're expected to slow down and cause more friction. I guess it's natural because of the you know fallout from the pandemic and then the need to get more protection on existing supply chains because of aggression from China. so. I don't know what else to do about it other than to say, hey, this is happening. It's going to impact technology. It's going to impact your life because this program is run on a semiconductor-reliant device. Why wouldn't we want to talk about it? <laughs> okay, so let's see here. Okay, there were some stocks that did jump. Um, on semi, on semiconductor is up 3%. Eighty-seven point nine billion. Oh, hey, there's Joshua. Maybe he wants to talk about this. Hey, Joshua, you can unmute your mic and have a talk about the, the semiconductor volatility expected in the risk base in the marketplace.
1: I called this last week. Okay. I I, I You're so today. I mean, I'm not really surprised. No, I. Yeah, I, yeah, whatever. I'm calling in today. Um, the app's been buggy, so I'm already annoyed. Um, but I'm mostly annoyed that a handbag... Oh, you, called, you like,
0: called this situation? That, that, yeah. that Nancy was in there to, to protect her investments?
1: Yeah, this was about chips. I called it being about chips uh, last week. But I just... It, well, protecting her inv- investments, kind of. But <laughs> I just... I guess... I'm, I'm kind of confused as to what the end goal is. Is We're going for cold war two dot O. I mean, I would say that everybody, uh, that is, has some level of awareness of the things we should be focused on is thinking, uh, why, uh, why now? First of all, and, what, what what are the shoulds?
0: What what are the shoulds that we could we are supposed to be focusing on? Like briefly, like name like three shoulds so that everybody has their favorite of reference.
1: All right. Um. So I, I would three shoulds that we should be focused on right, right now. Um. So we build infrastructure. Look like here miss out our tax dollars Uh, because okay so so privatized infrastructure why do they leave oh
0: Joshua, you went robotic and then you went out oh
1: do do we want to nationalize do we want
0: (laughs) you sound like you're underwater
1: (laughs) they are screwing with the app today they knew that this was going to be a problem for everybody
0: Oh, really? Yeah, okay, because ridiculous. we were going to be talking I'm about Semiconductor. we got to talk about it, man. we got to talk about Semiconductor. And and here's Thomas Massey. He called it July 28th, which was not that long ago. It was last week. He just scribbled it out. He says, he's be, begin debate on corporate welfare. Billions of bribes for the Semiconductor industry. And you know he voted against it. You know he had to be voting against it. Um. Dang. Um. Joshua, you're you're welcome to come back and continue talking, unless unless they're submerging your your signal under under traffic waters. Ian, Charlie, wonder. Does anybody want to step up and and add two pennies about this while well, we've got six minutes of programming left? Um, on the semiconductor stuff. The fifty three billion dollar bribe So why did so many why did so many of these people vote for it? I mean, I think maybe they were writing tickets for their districts. I know Lloyd Doggett would have definitely voted for it. Half of the semiconductor uh, industry in this area needed, needed, they need labor. They need skilled labor to come, come work for them. They're, they're training and hiring like crazy. So if you know a young person who wants to, <clears throat> do something new for a living, getting a technical skill, um, but th- who doesn't need a college education, now is the time to jump into semiconductor because uh, there's a there's a high need and it's, a, it's an emerging industry and the demand for labor is astronomical. Um, so uh, if you know of a, a semiconductor company near you that, or a semiconductor supplier in America... Uh, all they're doing right now is trying to find people who they can't fa- staff fast enough. And I, if I had somebody, let me let me punch in the semiconductor staffing. Let's see what happens here. So there's a comment here from Jim Kramer. It says, "I don't want companies that make excuses. I want companies that make money." That's why if you want to own a growth stock, you have to pick the one that doesn't have any supply chain, semiconductor, or COVID staffing woes. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> Someone chrome-hearted, stop staffing me on uh, semiconductor deals. Okay, and then there is a supply chain. Oh, there! Oh, he's coming back. Come on, Josh. Un- unmute your mic. You can talk now.
1: We don't want these people negotiating anything on our behalf to anyone. why do they continue to travel anywhere to do know. such things?
0: I know my 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 representative would never have voted for this. I'll, I'll go back and be thorough but I, I don't think he's mr don't spend money we don't have on stuff we don't have like this is a, this is like nationalization. It is like nationalization. I don't even know if there's any end cap. There wasn't any kind of meticulous outlay of what the bill does or how long we're, we're actually gonna be on the hook for it. It just looks like a, a kleptocratic self-dealing uh, law. It's a 53 billion dollar, billion dollar bribe. So we have a kleptocrat in an office that's doing you know legislative business to, to self um, make themselves wealthy and that's what kleptocrats do
1: so you know, so, we are, so we are ready for revolution
0: um, a, I don't know what type of revolution like whether we're prepared to do this but we can't we can't abide with having a kleptocrat or a, a team of kleptocrats that govern us that cannot be tolerated whatsoever they gotta go if that's what that means, if if I'm becoming revolutionary by saying this ten, untenable situation of having leadership in our government that doesn't represent the people, but but lining their own pockets and stealing from us, stealing from the taxpayers so that they can they can cut Nvidia deals, yeah, yeah, it's time for them to go bye bye. That's why some people were Deadpooling, uh, you know, Nancy Pelosi being shot out of the sky by by China.
1: Well, I mean, I mean, I guess my question is do we then I mean do we put it to a public vote of whether or not we retaliate and we just override our government? We'll be like, no, that was fine, China. we kind of saw it coming. Thank you. We don't have to do it at home now.
0: Part of this is a delicate dance because China would really love to come swoop in here Chaz Chop style once the anarchists you know come come over and, and disrupt everything. Because I've seen this happen in Seattle. And, you know, they, they don't run things. They unrun things and then they kind of expect everybody to do things in an authoritarian way afterwards. And that's the principle behind anarcho communism. They're like, well, yeah, there's I, all this anarchy. You know, now you need an future. overarching, uh, you know, authoritarian force to, to create order. And, and, and now you need government because anarchy. So there needs to be some measure of a reformative government where we don't have like an absolute break. We need a break from this. We need to gut the dead, necrotic parts of the Congress, you know, get them out of there, get them to go to jail maybe, uh, get the DOJ back on the side of of law and, and prosecution Rather than, you know, allowances and, oh, well, you know, because you're of the certain, you know, greenlit political class, well, I guess, I guess we'll just, you know, write you a little, you know, fix a ticket and hope you do it. <laughs> it can't be like that anymore.
1: I think there's just got to be a cutoff line of like how much wealth you actually have and whether or not you're on the porch or in the, in the workers' quarters and whether or not you're a simp. And, I mean, that test is pretty easy to do, that litmus. <laughs> <laughs> that is. And then if you're in that group, like you don't get to be in office anymore or it's going to be very dangerous for you to stay in office. If you have an R or a V behind your name or the RNC or the DNC isn't giving you any money, then uh, you are essentially a persona non grata the progressives who are not progressing anything or talking about this, like they actually want to recreate themselves as Pelosi in the future, like, why do you want to become a handbag? Who wants to become a handbag? Like, something about Mary showed us what handbags look like, and they should not negotiate the things. Um, It's, I'm trying not to be glib, and I'm not fearful for nuclear war, because I don't think that is what the escalation will be. I think China, China looks at us like that is just fucking idiotic, you idiot! Why are you doing this? Your people will definitely see you for what you are. You're making our job easier. Keep it up. And Russia's over there, like, hey, we got lots of oil for everybody. We're making shit tons of money. Good job, guys. You're fucking geniuses. Yeah. It's, it's Genius. pathetic.
0: Oh, hey, Michael Tracy, who's on? on he's one of the experts. Uh, the the guy who does, um, oh, hey, he does his, his roving journalist friend to all dogs, and then he's got a pro t- t- mail account, too. Cool. Um, this whole Pelosi-Taiwan saga has to be one of the most asinine foreign policy moves in years. She really just decided to contrive a crisis out of nowhere. You know, and I think I would argue with him a little bit that the, the crisis was kind of bubbling already because Semiconductor was slowing down. And you know everybody's right. Taiwan has a monopoly on so- semiconductor, but it's it's kind of like a, you know, it's a beneficial dictatorship. You know, like it's a beneficial monopoly where everybody is has been getting their semiconductors. I mean, nobody's being denied semiconductors, even though they have the monopoly. Everybody's getting their semiconductors. So for the so US Taiwan is
1: kind of- like the. Taiwan is like the Noriega of semiconductors, and now we're going in there Wait, and he be deals like, with "Hey, everybody, Noriega.
0: yeah, he'll sell yeah, he'll exactly. sell academic semiconductors to anybody, just just like Noriega sold intelligence to anybody. You want intelligence? Okay, we'll tell you what you know. No, no discrimination. No, no filter. You know, you want intelligence? Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. And that's why everybody wanted him out of there. <laughs> well, that's why the U.S. wanted him out of there specifically, Bush Senior. Sorry. Go ahead.
1: No, I'm just, I mean, at this, this point, I mean, I feel like we're, we're deciding that artificial intelligence and quantum computing and these types of, uh, and, you know, advanced space exploration, uh, that we have to compete, uh, in order to win on a global level. Like we have to forget all the globalization that we did and we're going to rebuild it at home within the next 10 years all of a sudden without also continuing to fuck up the climate which Well I-, I mean
0: how is globalization you know really helping the climate cause because we've had that for what 30 years going up where you know with, with from Bill Clinton I mean we've had it okay it didn't green the planet I mean we it made green commerce possible it made a lot of more green products available to the marketplace to develop and to gain financing and, and to, to get out there. Like I'm a seventh generation buyer. Like I, I recycle all the time. I do as many green things as I possibly can by volition because I'm a consumer who really cares or I intend to care about the planet more. And, and so I, I actually do active things to, to, to endorse products that, you know, enjoy the environment. And so, you know when i hear people say like you know what is globalization doing to to green the planet I, I the question is like i don't know anything of what they've done other than cause markets to be available for green products and and advance like maybe maybe solar panels but that's been to the favor of some markets versus others which is going to happen in in a market environment i i never really think centralization in in markets is good for anything other than real, like fascism. You know, where somebody wants to be the king of all, you know, and take us all down to a feudal, feudal, you know, vassal state of some sort. Um, we're we're five minutes over. Sorry, I'm just no. out on this out on this uh, longboard from the pirate ship. I'm getting further and further away into the you know, and I take a dive into the shark waters. Um, <clears throat> So, I just wanted to, to wrap this up by saying, you know, th- this is not a crisis or this, this situation is going to continue to look pretty volatile, but, you know, they're trying to control it as best they can. That's what I think is happening. And um, if anybody wants to issue a parting shot, Josh, I really appreciate you calling in. You know, as always, you fought through the, the terrible technical um, environment. Charlie, thanks for being here to. to to mop up the mess or whatever if, if it's a technical issue um, you've been listening to the I think it's the 90 93rd day I think it's been a whole week a whole week of 100 days of call-in so <laughs> we did it <laughs> an entire week um, <laughs> and so we'll be here tomorrow probably reading more from the authoritarian moment about you your new authoritarian boss working for one of these corporations in tech more than likely. Uh, so we'll see you tomorrow. You know, don't don't eat any bad semiconductors for breakfast.
1: Thanks for listening. Before you go, hit the subscribe button. Remember that callers are welcome. Subscribers can access unsanctioned citizen podcast archives at Substack, Automatic, iHeartRadio podcasts, and Call-In. Please stay in touch. We want to hear from you visit SheilaMDean.com.